0: Hello, and welcome back to Editing Aloud, back my first Editing Aloud of the year. And and something really sort of fortuitous happened yesterday, not not in terms of the event itself, but the time at which it occurred. Maria Ramos announced she was quitting um, uh, as CEO of Absa Bank uh, at the end of next month, probably this month. Um, and it happened in time for both the Financial Mail and Business Day to get the full story, and in fact, Rob Rose, you guys did rather well on the AFM, given that your deadlines. You've got a column in it, and you've got a story about it. Why is she going, and what does it mean for APSA?
1: Well, she, she said that she wanted to, to resign a few years ago, but Barclays asked her to stay on to manage the process of separation. Um, So she wanted to leave. She was on the Barclays board as well, wasn't she? Yeah, she was on the Barclays board. But she had been there, I think, at that stage, 2016, sort of seven years. She's now been there 10 years. And I think she's right when she says, you know, a CEO's lifespan shouldn't be longer than, say, seven years. So she wants to now go and do other things. And it means that, that, that ABSA. Now separate from Barclays, has to look for another chief executive, but which apparently s- gets found. But you well. say
0: that you say in your in your column they've been looking for a replacement for almost a year, right? mm, May twenty eighteen, mm. and they've got one.
1: Well, apparently they've got one, but they haven't released the name yet. Uh, the Reserve Bank is is supposedly looking at this candidate. What are your They're guesses? Sure, that's difficult to say. Um, it's really difficult to say. There were a couple of people talked about. There was it's going to be um, a
0: black. You said it's going to be a black person, but from outside AFSA. Yeah,
1: black South African. So Francois Gruppe, who resigned from from the Reserve Bank as a deputy governor recently. It was one name that people were talking about. People were talking about Kennedy mm. Uh He might be a bit of an outlier. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, who would you choose? It's difficult if you come from another bank to, to go and work at ABSA. So yeah. it's, there's a small group of people who've worked in regulation who could do it. So I suppose it's a, yeah. it's a tough call. And, and,
0: and what's her record been like? I mean, you, you, you say here that um, Back in uh, 2008, Apsa was the market leader in more, uh, home uh, home loans, and and it's now slipped to third. I mean, has mm-hmm. it? I haven't been an Apsa client for a very long time. I have to say, I mean, for a reason, a long, probably. Not. Well, <laughs> I mean, but long before Maria be, got uh, got involved with it, it was a very frustrating bank. I felt yeah, it was. Believe.
1: I mean, I think I think her record is is is. People respect her Um. tremendously, but the bank slipped a lot. I mean, it went from 31% in home loans to 21%. And part of it is Barclays, when they owned the bank, didn't want to take on extra risk. That had stumbled just before she arrived, with with huge losses in the, in the mortgage portfolio, and Barclays. The last thing I wanted was a huge disaster happening at the foot of Africa. So they took the pedal of risk, and it meant that Absa just didn't write the business oh they should really? have done. Yeah. So it was tough for Maria. I mean, it's not it's not necessarily you can't say the fact that Absa has been the laggard of all the banks and has been in terms of share price and in terms of market share. You can't say that that's entirely Maria. I mean, a large part of it is is Barclays. Mm-hmm. And Ron, you what you
2: into account? That they came in when 2005. Mm-hmm. In 2007, in the financial crisis, sure. I mean, Barclays almost went bankrupt. Remember? Yeah, exactly. I yeah, yeah. mean, mean the executives at the time, are, like facing or were facing criminal charges over yeah. like, the, 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 the deal they got from Qatar right. to, to rescue them. So you can imagine they wouldn't have been very they mm. would have been very risk averse. Yeah. Yeah. So the timing possibly couldn't have been worse, possibly, for upside to be taken over by them. You know?
0: But yeah. but Ron, what sort of person do you look for
3: to take over the
0: bank? I no. mean,
3: right right now, Barclays needs is, is um, very aggressive, but they fall behind on all metrics, right? So it needs. And mortgages in terms of new business tech. So, they need someone who's going to come in there with a fresh broom and very aggressive like, in nature. I know Ramos and I guess the group, the guy we just left now, kind of very much steeped in that old treasury mindset, where I think we're more like, I, I know, we we'll call them like safe CEOs so whatever comes into to this bank. And
0: I mean, Francois Krupa doesn't yeah, strike doesn't me as strike being, me as, as being a, as yeah. a likely candidate. Yeah, he doesn't
3: strike it. me as like a Michael Jordan or anyone no. or of that nature coming in. So, but, in but there are there black
0: South country. Africans you know who would who, who are a Michael Jordan yeah who are a... Well, they are. Like,
3: there's quite a, a... Like I was speaking to Rob earlier on, If they're saying it take about 10 months to replace this guy, so yeah. whatever's coming in may be from a related, related industry. And I think people yeah. like Kennedy Bungani but I mean, you need... You need chance-takers. You need someone who just like, had Kenneth when he was at uh, Standard Bank before yeah. he left. Before he had a, a bit of a falling out with that executive, he he was just overly ambitious. They, they say he was a bit over, over, overly ambitious, and he was likely to take over before some yeah. And he built new businesses within Standard Bank, think. so he's got a, he's got that pedigree, and okay. he has that I mean that zest for it. But like, whoever comes to APSA, uh, I think it needs to be someone from from that station who can go out there and go to fight for market share and just. Make Ab this tech uh, savvy yeah. bank that it 's never been over the past yeah. ten years, and because of having a bad yeah. I mean, having a broke owner is yeah. a problem, having a broke owner yeah. it kind of limits what you and can
0: Sikunati, do Siconati. so what happens now to Maria okay, ramos cool. because cool. we, we're in this funny situation here um, she 's only sixty and and presumably is not going to leave the country um, uh, and presumably um, the, the president has jobs to fill that she could that she could do. He's looking for a head of the PRC, he's looking for a head of SARS, and from what we hear in Business Day yesterday, he may soon be looking for a finance minister, which we'll come back later to, by the way.
4: Look she's only 60 she doesn't qualify yet to be president so
0: that's Yeah yeah no you got to be much older you've got, to <laughs> you've got to be much older yeah,
4: yeah. Look I don't I don't see her going back to that hectic life I mean she's had three careers already three yeah. great careers mm. in the government yeah. uh, in, in terms of uh, the treasury uh, DG and and, and being chief executive of Transnet. Those were, were uh, I, I wouldn't want, if I were here, I wouldn't want to go back into the government. Well, listen, but it, may, it she, may not
0: be it, about what she wants to do. It may just be about your duty.
4: Indeed. Uh, so we, we are looking for a SARS commissioner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's one great job that she could get in yeah. and, and, and do. And, and of course, you, she, she doesn't have that SARS package about yeah. what, which camp or, or whatever. Well, so she, does
3: that, have, she does have the package. I mean, she by virtue of the fact that she's kind of she sure, DG Trevor Manuel side and the Tabon bake, so she comes a political. So even going in there, appointing Ramos for uh post, it's kind of there is kind of you bringing back. Uh, Tabo Beki's people, so it's kind of that whole faction is a battle in the ANC that still exists. Is, so avoidable? is it avoidable? You're, it, is you're it actually, yeah, a she's, great she's point. kind of she politically, it agreeing with you. hard <laughs> sell. So. So <laughs> 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 she's, she's a hard sell in the ANC you, you to bring are, her back in a position. Yeah, are raising Power. a
4: very important point, yeah. and you're absolutely right. Mm. What you don't mention is the skill she'd bring yeah, okay, in, in any of those uh, positions. Mm. I don't see anyone better than Maria. Uh, but would she want to do it? If I were her, I would be sitting under a tree in Mozambique.
3: And I would go just enjoying my time. Or she go to PLC, Barclays PLC. I like I remember that there was a time when we all thought she may be considered to go to run PLC, and I was like, maybe sh- this is what. But PLC has got credibility wise, no credibility in Barclays. I I would take I would take
4: Get out all the all the non executive rules that <laughs> will be flying her way in which you do next to nothing and get paid all the money, like more than Musasa pays people.
0: Yeah. That's that's what I would say. And legally too, I mean, it gets yeah. actually bank account, they take the uh, tax off.
4: Uh, I repeat
2: again. You don't have
0: to <laughs> appear in front of the <laughs> <of laughs> Deputy <laughs> Chief Justice. I, I doubt
2: she's short of cash though. I doubt <laughs> no, that, that would be her motivation. Short <laughs> <laughs> <her motivation. laughs> yeah. of
4: cash. <laughs> so <laughs> so you, you go into the finance minister and you go argue with people like Julius Malima you have to handle people like Ace Mahashule. You go into SARS and you start all over again, be the DG of Treasury. She, she's done all of that. She would be the best candidate for any of those roles if she would be available. Yeah. But if I were her, why would I do it?
1: Uh, she's got a civic duty. She feels a strong public sense. I mean, that's why I think the SARS job would be great for her. Mm. A set two year period, go and clean up SARS for two yeah. years.
0: Does, I mean, r- the president has to fill this job, fill the SARS job particularly pretty quickly. What did you guys make of the, um, um, uh, Carol Payton's column yesterday? And I hadn't seen this before, right. that, that Tito Umberwini was almost certainly not going to be the uh, finance minister after the election, and that he's basically lost interest in the job and is largely absent. Right. You were in Davos. Luke, was he around? I mean, you have to take it back. I mean, he, he,
2: In fairness to Tito Mboyni, he didn't didn't make a secret of the fact that he didn't want the job. Whenever he spoke anyway, he would say, I didn't want the job, or the president made me do it. And he always talked about being bullied in half joking terms. I mean, in Davos, it's all out in the public record. So he was hardly there, really. I mean, people said, I th- I think, he didn't uh, come to
0: meetings. I mean, uh, he, he
2: he, I mean like, uh, a couple of functions where the president spoke, he actually yeah. made comments about uh, Tito, like joking about Tito being there. Oh, saying so, you oh, know, Tito here, that kind yeah. of thing. Was well, you write yeah.
1: petitions for Africans to be? I
2: don't know, but 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 he's never. I mean, he's, he's never made a secret of the fact that this is not his passion. That that they felt like, yeah, that he hasn't really shown.
0: But that there's, a, I mean, there's a sort of many crosses that Brusilov no, run. I mean, the, who, who who could be a who could be a finance minister for Sir Ramaphosa, come the end of the elections in May? Let's say let's say Tito lasts yeah. that long. He does the budget, mm. probably mm. largely done done by the treasury by themselves. The treasury yeah. um,
3: I you know the person I uh, thought of I I'm also would look, look kind of see he looks very disinterested right but yeah. I thought Chabu Mulikid Chabu Manuel's Deputy and he yeah. was like Shoo-in, the next, uh, next finance minister for Trevor, uh, was going in. And when Trevor, when Baker um, was recalled, he left. Or, and he kept
0: pretty clean slate. So I think... Isn't, if he, I, isn't he very, I mean, hideously gainfully employed in some yeah, private it sector? exactly
3: is, uh, but he, he, there's still that... Uh, he's someone like, like, I guess, Mariam, who has a yeah. public sector call, who's untainted by any faction. And I think yeah. if he comes back in as a finance... In instinctively, the person I'd call if I was from a process, go to jail and try to get him to come back. The guy is well versed in treasure, and he actually everyone was pretty comfortable with him being our next finance minister. So, every a shoe in for the next. So, I don't think, but you know, no, really does look disinterested in the whole, in his, in his job since he's been there. I, you know, so, I, I'm most surprised by, by Carol's piece that's li- likely not to be there come yeah. the
0: next. Uh, what do you think, Sukhanathi? I mean, is it, is it something that, that is relatively easy to fix? It's not
4: easy to find the best finance minister you can find, and and a lot of people, yourself included, I think you have mentioned before, Zolem Kize, but yeah. his name keeps popping up wherever corruption is mentioned. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. so, you don't oh, want... Oh, he wants to, yeah. it
0: badly. Yeah. Want it to, oh, uh, he, does he? Oh, yeah, yeah.
4: A, a, exactly. But it's just but, not...
0: He just doesn't have the... But
4: he keeps shooting himself in the foot yeah. every time. Check business day to day, yeah. uh, new claims, uh, corruption claims at the PAC, he's right at the center of it yeah. with his niece, uh, one of the non-executive yeah. directors. Yeah. So, she, he, he he's disqualified, mm. effectively. And of course, we lost your uh, your other favorite, Malusa Kigaba, correctly. So, <laughs> Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so we may. It was be, a blow to all of us. So we, we, we may really <laughs> have to But it's a big game <laughs> for Candy Crush. So.
4: But Kigaba's done that already, hasn't he? been there, done that. So again, I have to agree with Ron uh, that uh, Jabu Muleketi. Wow, so, so there's Jabu Muleketi, and we really might have to beg uh, Maria Ramos. And in Davos, again. He, She was right next to the president all the time, am I correct? Yeah. Mm. Uh,
0: there's there's I'm, I'm a great you report no, going on there. She is going to do another government job.
2: What about um, somebody off field? Somebody like, I mean, would somebody like, you know, I'm thinking like the deputy governor, Daniel Minella, for example, his term ends in June. What about yeah. somebody who well, some Apparently we'll,
0: that's going to be renewed. Mm, is that going that, to be that, mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, and he'll carry on as deputy deputy governor there while they search for another governor. But there's some really critical jobs. Guys, one, one of us might get offered you know, one of these jobs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, uh, public Pravin enterprises minister. Praveen again, I don't think Pravin You must break to, up public enterprises. To, to,
3: that's uh, one of those that must be gone. I, the in next, fact,
4: uh, public enterprises is not necessary at all. It's just a yeah. department to facilitate tenders. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, that's what it was. It was meant to actually break up the companies for yes. privatization mm. to prepare them, which it did very well until Tabumbeki lost power.
0: But you don't want you, do, you don't want these companies attached to their departments. I mean, like you don't want Transnet. Uh, run by Blade and Monday. if you mm. don't, if but you, you don't no, mind. But you no, no, no. You kind of yeah. want it because the be policy
3: is set and Transnet's there. It, I think it kind of works. If, but like, if policy is set here and then you have uh, Praveen saying something else and he mm. Controls, mm. controls Transnet. Let, let's I don't call think it that what that it is. It works, you don't yeah. want Blade and Monday running anything.
0: No, no, no. I understand Internet. that. But I mean, but you've got, you know, you've got. Um, energy in, in fact, S4. a transport blade could run SAA and Transnet. And energy could take over the pipeline. January's been a busy month for Cyril Ramaphosa, he's been to uh, Davos, uh, he's opened uh, he's, he's o- opened the um, uh, ANC's election manifesto, lots of big meetings and, and uh, rallies in KwaZulu-Natal. Davos, he'd been to India, and wherever he's gone, he's been talking about putting the country right, putting the party right, and in Davos he kind of upped it a little bit and started talking about our nine wasted years and how we had to reverse those and a lot of work was going to go into it and I believe um, he said the same thing in India. And Kwanita Hunter, the Sunday Times political writer, who was with him in India, is with us on the telephone now. But what makes the story interesting, Kwanita, is that um, uh, the ex-president, um, uh, Zuma, has, has hit back rather strongly at this in a letter that he posted on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, um, basically saying, this nine years, nine years wasted, of course they won't waste it. I mean, it's the first time that they are now openly and publicly disagreeing. What does it mean?
5: All right. So, initially, uh, Peter, when Saddam Raposa was on the campaign trail within ANC structures, I obviously followed him quite closely and then saw him portray this message over and over again about, uh, you know, things not being done well or, or the, the years that were before his administration, you know, were bad years for the country and bad years for the party, but now they're on a part of renewal. And like you said, Peter, when he went to Davos, he really upped the ante a little bit um, and then said formally, you know, that things were really bad during the Zuma years, in not that many words, but, but, you know, and and this is what he's doing to to sort of sort things out. When he was in India, um, it was quite interesting that basically in the discussions um, formally with with the government of India and in, in, in the high level talks and among business leaders, it really state capture found its way into those discussions. There were discussions around arms um, procurement, the corruption that now came up. Um, you know, issues about a direct route so, to make it easy for business the issue of uh, the SAA Gupta influence came up, similarly with ESCOM. With so then Gramaposa then says to business leaders, he says, um, you know, our institutions were infected by a state of corrupt activities and we've lost our way and now we're finding our way back. This seems to, um, this together with comments by former, uh, or sorry, current finance minister, Tito Boyney, seemed to really um, upset the former president, Jacob Zuma. And he then now goes on Twitter and says, uh, you know, this is not, uh, it has not been wasted years, and then goes on to uh, sort of lift all his achievements, um, which obviously we've heard before. um, Zuma's long-time sort of soliloquy has always been, um, you know, we have a good story to tell. And so, so now he was sort of reiterating that in that, um, you know, he, he he cannot be blamed. Those were not wasted years. But but also quite interestingly, he said um, towards the end of last year that that people who blame things on him and people who accuse him of you know the, what went wrong in the country shouldn't um, sort of exclude themselves from their role in what government did uh, wrong. wrong. Yeah. So I think that you know. Zuma was trying to sort of be um you know or, or, or rather he, he sort of tried to 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 you know you know punch or deliver the first punch and now um you know it 's going to be the first of many attacks um as long as that narrative what does, that what is
0: what does it mean and let me just come to the panel here as well what does it mean tokanaati for the actual campaign i mean can they The whole thing about the sort of unity campaign was that Zuma would campaign for the ANC uh, along with everybody else. But can they campaign if they're fighting with each other?
4: And he's already started campaigning. He was in the leading the campaign door-to-door telling people that the ANC has learned from its mistake and it's fixed them. Now, uh, will they be able to deploy him? Uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, he possibly does not even want them to deploy him. Yeah. He will just go and tell people whatever he wants to tell them. It's going to be a very interesting uh, campaign.
1: How can yeah. you have a, have a if you're campaigning on a on a platform of moral renewal and you have Jacob Zuma campaigning for you? that completely undercuts your message. Any any gains they might get. Well, from in certain
0: constituencies, it, it it will, but not in all necessarily. But there is
1: factional campaigning. He's campaigning for himself and his particular faction.
0: Yeah. But I mean, if you're an ANC voter, do you know who the factions are? I mean, do you know what faction you might be voting? You know, do, you, do you even know what faction you're in?
4: Jacob Zuma, all his political campaigns for office... He steered away from the middle class, from the clever yeah. blacks, 702 yeah. blacks. He always went to the squatter camps, which yeah. is where he was deployed. Yeah. So he'll go to the squatter camps, he'll go to the rural areas. Uh, in in mo- Most people in those areas don't even know who the president is mm. uh, uh, right now. I can tell you a lot of them, certainly in my village, are still voting for Nelson Mandela. Yeah,
0: uh, no, fair enough. And, and, and Luke, I mean, in your experience, does does does. This kind of division um, sort of heal itself sort of in the in the interest of party unity up to election or it's just now open war and it's there's no hiding it i suppose like is so saying maybe we're maybe talking to different
2: constituencies i mean some people but I for example you know this debates they have about the uh, central bank or whatever yeah i mean maybe, maybe you and i might see that as a as a, as a symptom of disunity yeah some people it might just be a question of them talking to different constituencies i mean yeah. they are Lesacha still will talk to me and say, like, a central bank independence is sacrosanct and all and that. And then, so that, that talks to my constituency that maybe they think I speak yeah. to. But then, maybe when Ismail is somewhere else, he talks to an EFF constituency there and it tells them we've got to nationalize the bank and yeah. it doesn't necessarily explain that nationalizing the bank is not going to lead to any change of policy. Yeah. So, like, maybe, maybe there is some kind of it's not just madness, maybe there is
0: uh, some kind of like a plan behind it. <laughs> To it's a method. method. Yeah, that's what I was looking method for, to mate. a method to the madness. Is there is there anything, Ron, that um that Saul can do to, or, or should he, um, even be worried about it? I mean, he he, he can't stop saying what he's been saying.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I think what's important for Cyril right now, going to these in the elections is, I mean, the, these splinter parties and so on, he just needs Ram, uh, Zuma talking, vote for ANC. He yeah. might sprout his own views about how his yeah. nine years were that uh, differ to him, but I think for Ramahol, it doesn't really mess. As long as Zuma's sprouting the vote ANC line tech, and not uh, giving uh, I mean fuel to these splinter yeah. parties, these supposed Zuma parties that are coming up in KZN. Yeah. And, and KZN is, is important. I mean it's, it's what I was talking about, uh, Zuma being poor for the rural vote. I, I don't think in the rural is, is much of a problem. It's like what's in the urban, the, the Durban and Peter Marisberg, when it comes to KZN, where it's very important yeah. to keep some harmony. We're all voting for and yeah. the ANC. They're not, they're not, they're not very trust, but trusting of a yeah. and this new problem is coming in. So just settle that, get elections done, and then after that, I don't think Zuma will match in the next election for the ANC. So it's just about... Getting us past this first hurdle it was pretty much like when yeah. they first ousted.
0: Mbeki. So there'll be people. There'll be people. weren't, weren't there Quanita, um putting out fires all over the sort of ANC even today, right? I mean, uh, he didn't mean that, Mr. President, and he didn't mean that, Mr. Ex-President. Um, and then you know, probably they'll end up having a talk or something that everybody will you know get pictures of.
5: Yeah, it's quite difficult that um, you know when Ramaphosa campaigns that when he has these talks, he's faced. Yeah with the stark reality of the Zuma years. It's in his face and he has to um, respond to these concerns by ordinary people like I saw um, you know, in a township on the outskirts of Peter or at the State House in, you know, New Delhi. So the, you know, he, he is not going to he's he not going to be able to evade those type of discussions without him saying, Yes, I acknowledge that those years were bad. So, yeah. so it's a matter of now of not poking the bear. It's a matter of of, of sort of um, you know trying to appease to the electorate and to you yeah. know interested parties to say, okay, fine, we understand things went wrong, but then turning around and telling um, former President Jacob Zuma, I'm not, I'm not you know directly ref- making yeah. reference to you, but just you know conceding that things did go yeah. wrong.
0: I just want to, I just want to just di- divert a question quickly to Sikonati. Tomorrow, no, not tomorrow, on Friday, Shamila Batohi, the new head of the NPA, starts her job. Is she going to make a difference to the politics of the election campaign? I mean, if she starts arresting people like on Tuesday.
4: <laughs> well, if she starts arresting, arresting people the, the next right week, she, she'll certainly be arresting the people that are now uh, leading the ANC. Uh, but definitely she's, she's a huge plus to, to, mm. to the clean-up message. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we're cleaning up, but can you really clean up without arresting Jacob Zuma, without arresting Isma Mahashule, without arresting Malusi Kigaba and, well, and, it, all and of Eroth.
0: that, All of that may be possible. Apparently what I discovered uh, to my surprise the other day is that she doesn't need the Scorpions to do that. Inside the NPA Act, there is the right to create what they call a special director, an investigating director.
4: And she's already said that yeah. she wants. She and she wants, wants one. She wants, so she, she
0: wants can create multiple ones. She can create an investigating director to look rather like this um, 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 Robert Mueller in the, in the states, who's investigating Trump's links with the with uh, the Russians. Nobody can stop these investigations. One that once except the president, um, and uh, once they are you know in, on on go, they can they can. Um, uh, th- they can require that police work with them. They could call you and me to give the evidence. They have incredible uh, powers, which uh, she's apparently going to going to use. Quanita, what do you think of what's happening happening in the DA? Is this uh, the beginning of 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 the liberal social democratic split? Helen Zille tweets that she's going to start a tax revolt if there are no arrests after the Zondo Commission. Um, Musi Maimani and the leadership are quick to quick to. Um, leap to their feet and say, no, 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 we don't agree with tax revolts. Helen doesn't have a job after this election. Uh, I wonder whether she might be looking for a new party or a new political home.
5: Yeah, the thing about the DA is that it's having an identity crisis in the centre of a factional battle that's uh, ongoing, and that is just as a result of the party growing and more people coming in, more ideas and uh, divergent views, and maybe the people... That were at the core of the party, sort of almost, uh, you know, feeling like they space, they, uh, their control on the party is slipping the likes of your Helen Ziller. Now Helen Ziller has been a, you know, a loose cannon for a bit for the party, um, and she has, you know, said many, many things. The, her latest, um, comments on a tax revolt is, you know, no different to her comments on, on colonialism. So, so, I mean she has been a thorn in the part of Lucy Maimani. it's just that the timing that it comes at a time where the DAA is trying to get its house in order and we try to sort of uh, now yeah. intensify selection election efforts with the voting um, registration campaign that happened last week yeah. so so the DA really really is going to be uh, um you know have to reprioritize itself but we we history has shown us when there's this push and pull phenomenon that happens within political parties, between you know, the, um, the, the has-beens and the, and the nows, um, you know, it doesn't really end well. Um, speaking, and and, speaking. and, and yeah, listen, the campaign <laughs> suffers.
0: Thanks, Connie. Speaking as a has-been, Rob Rose, mm-hmm. what happens to Musimah Mani if he doesn't improve the DA vote from last time?
1: Sure, I mean, he's, he'll be in a really tough position. I mean, he's really warding off the spit that you're talking about. Um, And the latest, I suppose, polling figures suggest that they're going to be absolutely static at 22% or so from the last election. So I think um, the identity crisis will become far more acute and it'll lead to, I think a split after that would suggest that if you're not improving as a DA, you're not increasing your, especially given the promises you made, um, then I think it's- Big trouble.
0: That's all we've got time for. Thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you again next week. Bye.